Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, powered by Jetro. Each week, we bring extremely valuable accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and putting more money in your pockets. Here's your host. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is a panel discussion with the bookkeeping team over here at Jetro. Now, before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Jetro, a digital accounting firm servicing business owners across the country, helping them relieve stress around financials and saving thousands in taxes. I'm your host and founder of Jetro, Mike Jezoshek. And today we have three amazing bookkeepers on our Jetro staff. We have Chris Gorman, Daoud Waziri, and Heather McGregor. And so basically the point of this uh, topic today is to wrap up our All About Bookkeeping series. So for the past eight weeks, we've been talking about debits and credits, financial statements, bookkeeping, uh, tips and tricks, common mistakes that we're seeing. And so this was meant to be kind of an all-encompassing way to wrap that up and also let you hear directly from uh, bookkeepers themselves. So as part of this topic today, we're going to answer some questions that came in from listeners um, and also just get some feedback from our bookkeeping staff. So the first question we want to go through and just kind of learn from our panel discussion is how would you describe the role of the bookkeeper or the role of a bookkeeper or what is your favorite part of being a bookkeeper? So to answer that first question, we're going to start with Chris. Okay, so I'm kind of segueing a little bit into answering both um, kind of together because I see the role of a bookkeeper um, kind of being like a financial organizer um, and with that being able to put everything and create kind of an overall um, like big picture, basically taking all of the little pieces and giving um, the client a understanding and a big um overview which is actually part of what I love doing as a bookkeeper is ultimately in the end every month um, or every quarter or when the client has a question being able to really give them a snapshot of how they're doing on a very basic level um, you know, meaning it's not as verbose as maybe what a CPA may provide but just kind of giving them an idea of exactly where they stand. Awesome. Yeah. And so I, I think, I think that's a, a great point and being able to, you know, have those financial statements and really, you know, I, I always said, we've been talking to a series that bookkeeping is not just, you know, you, you can't just do bookkeeping and stop there. It's actually taking the, the data and results of that bookkeeping, the financial statements and, and taking a step further. So Dawood, kind of same question to you. Um, how would you describe the role of the bookkeeper or what is your favorite part of being a bookkeeper? Yeah, I think uh, I think one of my favorite things is empowering the client to make decisions. Um, so providing them with a balance sheet that's going to help them um, make decisions in terms of investments, and then seeing their income statement. Sometimes you can figure out your KPIs, which are key performance indicators. Um, you can do some ratios and really figure out: Hey, are my marketing expenses really effective? Is that really bringing in more income? Um, or am I spending too much on contractors when I spend more on contractors, what actually happens? Um, and is my income being eaten up by any of my expenses? So I, I love empowering them to <clears throat> basically make a manager's decision on uh, changes to make in the future. 
Yeah, that's excellent. And like I said, that's that's the key is, is to take that data that you have and then actually take action on it. And, um, you know, we kind of talked about last week is, is that's a big thing too, is, is making sure that we're staying up to date with bookkeeping. So if you're doing bookkeeping once a year, it's very hard to make those management decisions that you're kind of talking about um, when you're only doing it once a year. Absolutely. And so Heather, same, same question to you, kind of how would you describe the role of the bookkeeper or what is your favorite part of the bookkeeping aspect? Um, my favorite part is probably just the problem solving aspect of it and seeing all the data that comes through on a monthly basis and depending upon however it comes through, whether it's, you know, old school receipts and register tapes, or is it, you know, the information that flows through, through like a, something like a zero bank feed you know, taking that and putting it all together where it needs to go. And then you have this, this beautiful picture and you get these reports that are, that you can use for whatever you need for your business. Um, I think that is the most the problem solving and like the puzzle aspect and getting it to that pretty, pretty picture is my favorite. Yeah. That's it. That's a good, uh, good way to talk about it. a lot. There's another staff member on our team that, that kind of t looks at the bookkeeping, even tax side as, as a puzzle that you're kind of putting together because there's sometimes where you have all the data, but you're missing something. And that could be a loan, that could be an asset or something that, that is just kind of missing from the picture. And, and as a bookkeeper, a lot of that stuff on the back end is kind of looking into those specific things and saying, oh, we're missing, you know, a, uh, a loan document or an, an, a purchase document to, to put that on the books. Um, um, can I add one quick thing? Yeah. I also really um, consider bookkeeping, I mean, I almost consider like the whole financial picture is almost three pieces with client, bookkeeper, and CPA. And I really kind of look as, at the bookkeeper as more so a liaison and almost like somebody that the client can directly go to when they're not because sometimes the CPA and the lingo can be a little overwhelming. So I kind of feel like it's, you know, really almost like a mediator um, to helping a client understand before they even talk to the CPA. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So the next question we kind of wanted to go through are what are, what is a common mistake that you see clients making in a bookkeeping file? And so to start, uh, I'm going to go with Heather, just kind of, again, what are some common mistakes or a common mistake that you see a, a, a client making in a bookkeeping file? Or when you first get a bookkeeping file, you often see kind of this, this mistake being done. So I think a lot of it has to do with personal funds, um, paying with your own personal funds, and then not having that expense recorded on your income statement. Um, and there are different ways that you can handle it, but the most basic way is to reimburse yourself. Um, and depending upon, you know, if you have a very small amount, say you only have like maybe under $20 a month of personal funds that you're using, you know, however you want to track that is how depends on how you want to reimburse yourself um, and your total. So basically I like to just tell people, keep a track of it keep your receipts. And then depending upon that, you can, you know, write yourself a check or issue an ACH to yourself. Um, but most important thing is to be very transparent and, you know, ideally have those receipts so that we can, as bookkeepers and CPAs, see that and you don't lose it. Um, so Excel, you know, you can keep a list somewhere. 
maybe not paper and pen, so <laughs> it get lot gets lost. But um, that's the most basic way. You know, like I said, there's depending upon how you're doing your bookkeeping. Um, you know, Excel spreadsheet. You can have a tab keep track of it. Um, or if you're using something more advanced like um, QuickBooks or Zero. Yeah, and I think that's so important, especially when I think on the tax side. Um, we see so many clients that come in that, you know, are are doing their own bookkeeping and actually missing out on expenses, paying too much in, in taxes, simply because they're not paying attention to some things that may be personal, you know, be using personally or not recording on the books. So, you know, you can actually, by not doing bookkeeping on a regular basis and also not factoring in some of these other side items, um, be paying more in taxes than, than is even necessary just because of that one fact. Yeah, um, sure. Doug, kind of same question to you. What are some of the, what is a common mistake that you see clients making in a bookkeeping file? Yeah, so one of uh, a common mistake I see is how they're billing their expenses um, to clients. So we work with, so if we're working with uh, lawyers, I think uh, one good thing to that lawyers want to see is, um, hey, we're paying these legal fees, we're we're paying these expenses on behalf of our client, or if we're dealing with um, an electrician, you know, sometimes they're going to want to see some of their um, expenses such as, uh, hey, we purchased this, this cable and we need to build this to a client. So, um, so how we do that is we don't necessarily want to code that to the revenue or the sales line item. Um, we want to see that separately. The reason why we want to do that is because as a bookkeeper or as an owner, you want to have as much data as possible and having your, having your, uh, your sales and your cost of goods sold or your billable expenses all in one line item, it's going to be hard to differentiate, um, you know, how much money did I make this year uh, in revenue versus, you know, how much did I make, but how much did I build? You want to keep those things separately just to have as much data as possible. Like I said, uh, as a manager, you're going to want to make a lot of decisions with these financial statements and keeping your data pure <clears throat> and separating just those two pieces is going to help, help you out. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And that's, you know, that's another thing that we talk about uh, or that we talked about in the series is that, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're categorizing things correctly because if you accidentally, you know, categorize, let's say a rent payment into consulting expense or something like that, and you're trying to analyze your statements, you're going to, you're going to notice that things are done correctly. So, um, you know, obviously that's just kind of a mistake. And, you know, what you're discussing is more just where you're putting things and making sure it's in the right kind of section of, of an income statement. Absolutely. And uh, Chris, same question to you. What's a common mistake that you often see clients uh, doing in, in a bookkeeping file? Um, a lot of it is consistency, meaning a lot of times it's a learning process. So a client will learn something new where they'll go, oh, okay, I miscategorized this one expense and I need to start reallocating it, but they don't go back and change the prior allocations. So when you get their books, you may see, I mean, this is a very, like, really not a great example, but you may see Amazon purchases that are sitting in office expenses and then they went, oh, wait a minute, um, or office supplies. I use a lot of my Amazon purchases for computer expenses and I'll start booking them there, but they don't go necessarily go back and change the prior. So you have things all over the place and then sometimes it's just an, you know, a memory issue of, oh, that's right, I forgot to change that. Um, 
So basically, it's just consistency when an error is fixed and corrected. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I, we see that a lot where you'll see um, the same type of payee, the same type of expense kind of wrapped into a bunch of different accounts. And so a lot of times if we're, we're, we're bringing on a bookkeeping file or trying to catch someone up, um, you know, makes it difficult for us because we're not sure, you know, what that Amazon is for. Is it, is it always for one specific item? Can it be for separate, you know, different types of expenses, which oftentimes happens, but um yeah, kind of creating that consistency and then going back and changing if you do change, have a change of heart or change of mind of where things should be. Um, so as part of this, we also had some clients send in some questions and we actually answered, you know, some of those questions within the, within the actual mistakes we saw. So I think that that's a good point. But um, just to kind of reiterate and go through one of those, one of those questions we said is, you know, client asked a question or a potential a listener asked a question I'm paying for materials or expenses on behalf of a client. How do I record this? And Dawood, I think this is really what you were touching on is, is do we record that as, you know, an offset to sales? Should we create a cost of goods sold account and kind of where do we go there? So I think you answered your question, but I just wanted to you know, say that that was funny that we had a client, a, a listener ask the same question. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So what you're going to want to do, is you're not going to want to code that to your operating expenses. You're, you're going to want to code that um, to your cost of goods sold. And the difference between cost of goods sold and your operating expenses, now your operating expenses are mainly just going to be things like overhead, payroll, you, know, you bought some supplies, or maybe you're paying for gas for your vehicle. Um, and, and then your cost of goods sold is what's directly affecting your revenue. Um, it's, I need to spend this money to make this money. So you need to spend money on cables to, uh, service, a, a client and put their power line together. Um, so I think that's the best way of seeing it. So any, so you want to create a cost of goods sold <coughs> line item and you can detail it either way, but you know, just make sure it's sitting in the cost of goods sold section rather than the operating expenses section. Yeah, I would say the cost of goods sold to me is something that you can't have cost of goods sold without a sale. So mm. you can have wages, you can have rent, you can have utilities, consulting services, you can have all of that without a sale. But you can't have a cost of goods sold without a sale. So you can't buy wire and, and take an expense for it if you're not selling wire. And so that's that's kind of the you know the way that I think about a cost of goods sold. Um and the other kind of similar question to you is, you know, how do I record business expenses that I paid with my personal funds? And, you know, I think you mentioned that you're know, setting up a reimbursement of some sort. And I think, you know, one thing we've talked about in previous episodes, and it's probably dated a little bit, and we should probably refresh it, um, you know, coming here at the end of the year, but we've talked about an accountable plan too. And so that's, that's more so if you're sitting as like an S corporation or set up as an S corporation, Basically, it's, it's essentially what Heather was saying. It's just an accountable plan is a fancy word for reimbursement. And so it's a way to reimburse yourself. You, you, put a file, you, put a, uh, you sign a piece of document that you put in your company files that says, here's the accountable plan. Here's the parameters on why we use it. And then you use that accountable plan to reimburse yourself for expenses that you paid personally. And so you know, when, when I see this question, a lot of times I say, you know, if it's a hundred percent business related item, I always say run that through the business. Don't worry about, you know, running on your personal side, but obviously sometimes it's going to be times where you do have a personal expense 
or business expense that you pay for personally, or you have a mix. So like a mix might be a home office or a vehicle that you use somewhat for personal and you use somewhat for business. And so those, those, when we're thinking of that, how to record that in the books, I think there's two things we have to think about. One, if we're putting hundred percent in the business, that means that we need to break out that personal piece. So if we have a cell phone bill that's 80% business and we're running that through the business, we need to make sure that 80% of it we take as a telephone expense or utilities expense, but that other 20% we're breaking out as an owner's draw or something like that. Or if we're paying for that cell phone bill personally, we want to make sure that we're getting a business expense for that. And that's exactly kind of what Heather was talking about earlier is that, you know, making sure you're either reimbursing yourself whether that's through an accountable plan or an owner's contribution or whatever it might be just to make sure that we're getting that expense on the books and not again, paying too much in tax and, and not taking advantage of the actual spending we're doing. Uh, another question that came in, I think this would be good to kind of just hear from everybody on this one, but I'm going to start with you, Chris is, you know, what is something so the, the listener asks, what is something that I can do on my end as a client to make the bookkeeper's life easier? Or, or and, what is something I can do on my end that would make your life easier and as well as make me, the, the client's life easier because it's less involvement required from you? Um, I would say, well, kind of two things. Um, really, it's don't wait and communicate. And what I mean by that is, if you have something that you're unsure of, um, don't hesitate to ask or don't hesitate to send an email to the bookkeeper. Um, you know, even if you think it's something where you're kind of going, oh, I feel really silly in asking this question, but I'm not sure, um, because that just makes our lives a little easier because we can kind of differentiate to go, oh no, that's something that we will definitely need um, versus, you know, kind of don't worry about it or that's something that you should bring to your CPA on the personal side. Um, and then also, you know, if you have a move like you open up a credit card or just something like that, just communicate that information right away. Um, you know, so it's kind of once it happens, you don't, it doesn't happen and you forget about it because that may be something that we're going to need. So really don't wait, communicate. Yeah, I love that. And communication is key. You know, we, we see that a lot of times where someone gets a new credit card and they've been using this credit card for three months and, and we have no clue about it. And so that obviously has a big impact on their financials. So um, yeah, that whole idea of, uh, of, of just communicating. And so I, I think not only does that help the, make the bookkeeper's life easier, but it also helps make the client's life easier because now we're not having to go back or, you know, let's say we have a credit card that's three months old and now we're asking questions from three months ago. That's hard on the client to try to figure out what was being spent on then. So yeah, I love that. Um, Dawood, anything on that, you know, kind of what can a, what can a client do to make your life easier as a bookkeeper or, you know, what can they do to help you make their life easier on the, as on, on the client end? Yeah, I, I actually, I really love Chris's point um, about communication. I have a client who literally communicates everything before he even makes a decision. Um, that way I can kind of guide him through, uh, through what he should do. Um, but one important thing I, I think that we would need is our logins. It, it sounds really simple, but logins can really save both of our lives. Um, that way I don't have to, um, that way, you know, I'm not, like emailing you, uh, you know, 10 times for a statement. And that way you're not worrying about sending over a statement. 
Um, we like to really take the worry off of our clients' hands and, and really just do the work and present the product. Um, and we'd hate to worry you guys about any of the bookkeeping work. So I think that's one big thing. Logins are, logins are a pretty powerful thing. And, you know, we like to share them in, um, as an authorized user, that way, you know, you're secured, we're secured. Um, and that information is going to be crucial to, to sending over, um, accurate and verified, um, bank account amounts on the, on the balance sheet and really making sure your account is all the way up to date. Um, and I think, I think that works with logins, work with uh, asset purchases, it works with loans, anything you're financing, um, as it works with Shopify and PayPal, like any, any login that, that might affect your financials are um, really gonna help us as bookkeepers to provide you with accurate quarterlies and monthlies. Yeah, I think that's a great point too, especially because the more that we can just log in and grab the data we need without having to ask the client to go ahead and do that, one, it makes us, you know, a bookkeeper's life easier. We can just jump right in there and do it. And then the client also doesn't have to be gathering all these documents and constantly forwarding stuff over. We just have full access to this stuff. And so that's, that's a big thing is, uh, you know, clients of, of Jetro, we, we always say, we, we prefer to have a read only or accountant access to bank accounts, credit cards, loans, whatever you have. So we can grab statements, check everything. We don't need to bother you for that. Now, some clients say, you know, my bank doesn't allow that, or there's, there's, there's not a workaround for that. And, and that's fine too. We just always tell clients, just know that, you know, that means that we do have to request things from you. And so that's going to put a little bit more legwork on your end. We're in a perfect world uh, as bookkeepers. Our goal is to say, we want to bother you as, as least amount as possible, hopefully never, and, and just be able to provide statements and financials for you without you having to worry about, you know, getting stuff over to us or having to spend time in that area. And so logins really kind of help, help in that point. Heather, same question you got. What is something that um, a client can do to make your life easier or to make their life easier by providing you with something? So it kind of builds off of what Chris was saying was um, communication. But uh, for me personally, I think communicating about when you use company funds for personal expenses, um, because if you don't communicate to us that to us, we don't know. And we'll just, we assume that like, this is a business account. You're only using it for business activities, but you know, people, it happens like it happens a lot and as long as you communicate to us that we can take care of it it's not a big issue i mean in a perfect world that never happens but the world is not perfect and it happens quite often but you know just sending a shoot a quick email hey fyi this transaction on this date for this amount is personal we can take care of that um so like chris is saying communication is really really a big, big part of it. Yeah. I think that's a good point too. We talked before about having business, paying for business items personally and not reimbursing yourself and then losing track and then losing that deduction. On the same note, if, if you're co-mingling or putting business expenses with personal items, that can cause just as big of a problem on the business side where you're taking too much expenses, which could lead to an audit or something like that down the road. So 
I think that's a good point. And, you know, just to follow up on this question is one more item is that, um, you know, having receipts or having a place where you can upload receipts. So with our clients, we use a, a, a cloud software called Zero for a lot of our clients and, and they have a HubDoc, a software called HubDoc that pairs with it. And with HubDoc, it comes with an app where you can just take a picture of a receipt, you know, put the business purpose on it and upload it right there. So that also helps with a lot of that questioning part that if you go to Walmart and spend $2,000 at Walmart, we can see a receipt that you uploaded and, and it tells us, oh, you bought, you know, 100 cases of water and some other things for the office or no, you bought a computer. And that, that uploading of receipts and providing that information to us allows us to just record that. One, we can record it without having to bother you. And two, we now have a picture or something to back up that expense should it ever become an issue down the road with uh, IRS or state agencies. So, um, that's, re that's really kind of the questions that we had today. And, and, and again, this is, this is the final kind of addition to our All About uh, Bookkeeping series. And I really wanted to get some of our staff on to, to give some insights and to have you feel and, and hear you know, directly from the source of the bookkeepers and, and kind of what activities go on there. And so um, Chris, Daoud, and Heather, I just want to thank you guys for, for jumping on. And uh, all the listeners, thank you for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Now, one last thing before I go, don't forget to check out our podcast website at www.jetrotax.com. Simply click resources and then podcast where you can go there and check out our past episodes. Also, don't forget to join our free bookkeeping training program and free Facebook group. I've provided links to both of these in the show notes below. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast from the team at Jetro. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on and share with other business owners. If you have any questions or future topics you want to hear, email them to tax at jetrotax.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.